Okay. Olivia, can we please have a one-word holiday-themed prompt, please? Yeah, let's go with fudge. 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 Love it. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. We have, like, at minimum, I think, four bags of brownie mix in our household currently. And so it's becoming, like, a thing in the back of my mind that feels like a chore to make brownies, just so we can, like, clear up some pantry space. Huh. Hold on one second. (laughs) Wow. Great, Great response from me. Just, huh. All right. Hey, ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the Ho, Ho, Hover Talking Podcast with your hosts, Ken and CJ. Say hi, CJ. Ho. <laughs> I know you're going to have to edit this out, but like, did you cut it down to just ho or do I just only hear ho every single time? No, it's it's because it's delayed. It like right. cuts off the first second. So it's okay. only just the one. I wasn't sure if you just went with it because just the single ho is fucking hilarious. Anyway. Yeah. It's uh, it's Christmas time uh, for for those of the Christian uh, heritage. I don't know. Fuck. Anyway, uh, <laughs> for those so, that celebrate, yeah, is brownies something you typically make for 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 Christmas, or you just happen to have a lot of brownies? No, we just happen to have a lot. I I don't know. I th- I wonder if it was one of those things where like you're in the grocery store and you see it and you're like, oh, brownies would be good. And then you buy it without knowing we have like a Costco sized box of brownie mix already. Okay. Okay. So it just keeps like compiling. And now we're at like, yeah, four or five bags of brownie mix. That's that's a lot of times for you to think, oh, no, we need more brownie mix. Yeah. With not remembering that you've done it like several times before. Yes, exactly. So I think <laughs> I think today it has to happen. I've been talking about it for the past few days. I think I yeah. have to make it. You just should probably go out and, and get some more though, just to make sure you have. Yeah, we, yeah, we don't want to go empty on it. We have no. to have some on hand. You have to have enough for sure. Yeah, man. When I think of fudge, my my dad makes fudge, and I, I'm going to do air quotes here because it's it's not fudge. And I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but this is like a family thing that we make every year, and it's it's basically what my mom describes as chocolate sugar cubes. Uh, huh. because it's, it's mostly ju- literally just sugar, uh, that he pours into a pot and like renders down and then puts like three cubes of chocolate in with it. <laughs> that's, that's almost all of the ingredients, uh, is just sugar. It's, it's so good though. It's so good because it's all sugar, but what does the final form of that look like? Like, is it a salad or like chewy? Yeah. No, it's a salad. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, it's a, it's a salad, but like when you bite into it, it like melts in your mouth kind of. Because it's just pure sugar, and so it because it's, it's mainly sugar and, and just a little bit of chocolate. Yeah, interesting. Um, it's so good, though. Oh my god, I love it. But uh, I think it's a very family-specific thing. Yeah, that, uh, that's that like the start of how you make uh, caramel is just sugar, like in a pot, right? But then to just throw like chocolate chips in there, interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's there's milk and butter too, so it it still oh, okay. does come to a, a more normal consistency than yeah. probably what I'm describing. But anyway, I does I it love get it. Baked at all? Like, is do you then pour it? In, I'm fascinated by this now. Do you pour it into <laughs> like a pan or something? So yeah, it renders down uh, into a liquid basically, and then uh, he beats it with a, like a beater, a liquid mm-hmm. beater, and then pours it into just a just like a dish, like a the flat plate dish. And it puts that in the fridge, and then it hardens that way. Oh, in the fridge. Okay. Yeah. It's meant to stay cool, cold. Though I think at room temperature afterwards, it still stays a solid. Interesting. I don't know. It's uh, it's delicious. 
I'll, huh. have, to, I'll have to bring some uh, next next Christmas for for you and the guests, and we'll uh, we'll talk about it. And yeah, maybe I would love that. to try that. Yeah, yeah. Can I just like come over? I mean, we we live. Our parents live like two minutes from each other. Can I just yeah. like stop by? For okay. sure. Yeah, I'm sure my dad would love to get more people to uh, experience this uh, <laughs> unique treat. <laughs> yeah. Why don't we ask what their uh, our guest family traditions are? Yeah, let's do it. We are once again joined by Olivia Cody. Hello. Hello. Hello welcome hi. back. Hello. Um, family traditions. I wish I had some surrounding fudge. I think it's also been rumored in my family that my grandpa used to make fudge, but I don't recall that, but folklore states so. Um, Tradition-wise, you know, you got your classic Christmas dinner. You got your classic Christmas cookies, same old, same old. I think like the one like fun spin we put on it is that we always play are you guys familiar with left right center lcr yeah, my family plays that too yeah yes so. yeah we always play that like any major holiday honestly and that's always really fun so it encourages betting at a very young age and uh it's great do you nice. play with do you play with singles or, or more than that so we actually, so we'll do with like quarters actually in the game, but okay. then we play for lottery cards, which okay. cool. nice. you, know you got to keep with trend. So even more gambling. I like it. Yes. My, yeah, yeah. my family plays with singles, although every time someone suggests we should play with twenties uh, and then we put it all in a pot at the, at the end for the center. And then uh, at the end, whoever wins has to dump it over their head, which I would imagine <laughs> would be more painful with quarters. Uh, so <laughs> Well, all right. So then we'll all look over to Ken's parents for his dad's beaten fudge and yes. <laughs> 20 single showers. <laughs> yes. I I just can't help I can't help a picture you guys saying like my dad or my grandpa making fudge that they're just making like a joke as they walk into the bathroom. Like, oh, time to go make some fudge. Oh. <laughs> this is very the entire time Ken was describing the fudge process. <laughs> Oh my, my dad makes this great fudge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Disgusting. It reeks afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we're getting really dirty in these holiday months. Last episode, we were talking about swingers parties, and now we're talking about fudge. This is, this is a wild ride. <laughs> is, 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 are swingers parties typically uh, holiday-themed? Is that How did we get on that? I don't, even know. I, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can be, I'm sure. Instead of a fishbowl, sure swap out for a Santa hat. Happened at some point, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all those parties we're invited to. We've definitely attended those. <laughs> Good luck with the transition after that. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, well, I mean, that could be one Christmas story, but uh, I think wow. a Christmas story uh, is what we're going to talk about. He did it, folks. I did it. I didn't even mention earlier that we're talking about a Christmas story. It's they the saw. one that's on TV all the time, probably right now when you're listening to this. It's yep. on TV, I guarantee it. 24 uh, hours so on pause, TBS. Yeah, pause, go watch it, and uh, come right back, because we'll be talking about A Christmas Story and more coming up on the Overtalking Podcast. Smooth. Challenge accepted <laughs> and delivered. MGM presents A Christmas Story. Ah! Uncle and we're back on the Over Talking Podcast, joined once again by returning guest Olivia Cody, and we are talking about a Christmas story. 
Olivia, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock for you to describe for someone who's never heard or seen of a Christmas story, which, how, uh, what it's all about. <laughs> all right, when you hear those sleigh bells go, ready? All right, so it takes place in, like, the 1930s, 40s, it's kind of tricky, but it's about this young boy's um, journey through the Christmas holiday season as he prays and wishes for a Red Rider BB gun um, and a bunch of hilarity ensues, as we know, um, and it's yes. very comical and very scary. If anything, it's a horror movie. I would truly <laughs> like to put that out there. Um, yeah. Seconds. How many? <laughs> And your time. <laughs> okay, cool. I was like, I feel like I got the full Christmas story there. Yeah, how? That's the okay. whole story. Before we get to how it's a horror movie, which yeah. I, I definitely want to unpack, why did you choose this movie? And also yeah. describe how we shot down your other ideas. <laughs> yeah, that I would love to absolutely delve into with anything. Um, so as you know, I have a very treacherous journey here on the podcast in mm-hmm. selecting movies. One of our favorites. <laughs> I will say when it comes to holiday movies, we're kind of limited. And I think I I really picked one that was all encompassing last year when I picked the holiday, because how much more holiday can you get? Mm-hmm. And so I was racking my brain when CJ asked me back and I go, you know, I really I don't have many. So I, I said, Hey, maybe this movie Serendipity, which takes place over the holiday season, CJ immediately said, absolutely not. What else do you have? And I said, you can, you can pick somebody else. I promise I won't be upset. And he goes, no, no, no. We need you, Olivia. And I was like, oh, my God, stop, CJ. And so um, I Googled holiday movies. And, of course, A Christmas Story popped up. And, of course, we've all seen it because it's always playing on television. But I do uh-huh. also love this movie. So, <laughs> Uh, to be clear, per usual, I was just playing middleman. I just forwarded your response on to Ken. Ken was the one to shoot it down, and then I forwarded his response back over to you. Yeah. I, I do remember Die Hard being thrown out. <laughs> yes. I, no, absolutely. And, of course, missed the mark, but that's okay. So, listen. Oh, we, <laughs> no, but you did end up on a great movie uh, eventually. Uh, we got there. But... Uh, <laughs> A Christmas Story, I think, was a great choice. But you did throw out Die Hard at one point, which I think would be great. Yes, I actually have never seen Die Hard. I just know. Oh, wow. You just know <laughs> the big debate. There's an age-old discussion of is it a Christmas movie or not, or a holiday movie. I don't even know if it's Christmas adjacent. but It is. It takes place on Christmas Eve, I think. Yeah. CJ and I were at a, at a holiday party yesterday, and I, I were talk, we were it, Die Hard came up. And like half the people had not ever seen Die Hard. It was very strange. I don't know. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll tease for a year from now. You'll come back on and we'll do Die Hard. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll make a point to watch it for the first time at some point this year. Great. Excellent. Great. Now Looking forward to that. Yeah. You know, if we're still doing the pod, which we probably will, because we've been doing it for this long, so I don't know. <laughs> Why stop now? Yeah. Okay, so how is A Christmas Story a horror movie? I it mean, it's, it's not even just Santa. It is scary. And I was rewatching it, obviously, for this. But I remember when I was little being like, okay, this is what adults find funny. But so many things that happen and the reason it's funny is because they're so deeply traumatic to adults, if that makes sense. Like the bullying. Like that's yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I feel like we've all been the kid even who licks the telephone pole and gets stuck out there by themselves. Scary. Um, there is the part where they actually go and see Santa and Santa pushes him down the slide to his death. Scary. <laughs> With his boots. Yeah. Scary. <laughs> Having to eat soap. 
scary. Everything is just, and like the dad being so on edge and so scary all the time. Yeah. Terrifying. I can't say scary enough. I really like his character. I love anytime he gets like that, that sort of just mumble angry, like not even saying words kind of thing. No, for sure. I I definitely think the dad is the best character in this film. Yeah. And I, I, I can understand the, the, I guess not to read, but like anxiety that having a dad, not, not, not my, my dad was like that at all, but I don't know, just having a parent, an authority figure who, mm-hmm. you know, you're afraid of as a younger child, not afraid of, but like, I don't know. I'm not explaining it well, but no, I feel like I, the movie represented it in a, in a good way. I completely. Know. Cause I do feel like that's like a lot of like, I think if anything, it explains the generation, like our parents generation really well because i feel like that's obviously like what they went through and a lot of how like that parenting style was and i think it just like makes sense like it just was like (laughs) yeah very loving you know whatnot but it still is i just feel like that's how people were back in the day and it just is like yeah i don't know explains a lot yeah I, I love the reasoning when he eventually does spoilers. He does get the BB gun he wants. Uh, his dad mm-hmm. buys it for him. And his logic to the mom is just like, well, I had one when I was eight. So it must be fine. <laughs> like they just base <laughs> all their decisions off what happened to them personally. And that I think describes our parents' generation. <laughs> as, as someone who doesn't have a child, speaking to other people who also don't have children, I feel like that's probably a very common cyclical parenting technique yeah. of like, how was I treated as a child and either correct those mistakes or repeat them if they worked well. I don't know. It's kind of interesting yeah. process there. Uh, I'm glad you bring up the bully too. This is, we watch this movie every year uh, in my household and it's like a a family sort of joke that the bully looks exactly like a bully in my elementary school like looks the same same color hair that sort of thing so we refer to that character as the the real life bully's name and they're like oh that's so and so we all hate that kid name drop him right now in the pod call him out (laughs) yeah call him out Uh, that's fine Uh, he's never gonna isn't his first name is kurt which Uh, is uh not too far off no way really kurt yeah we went to high school with him huh i think so yeah I don't know who this is, but I, I just assumed based on how schools work. It's I probably who you're thinking of. From Glee right now. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that character, but that's who I'm picturing. Definitely no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> he it was great casting for that guy though. I mean he looks oh, yeah. like a he looks like a bully. Yeah. Did you catch I, I've looked up his his character's name is Scut Farkas, which like there's never okay. been a more bully name than that. But with a name like that, how do you not end up becoming a bully? Like, right. So <laughs> you're living up to your namesake, well, I think. It always reminds me, my dad has this one bully story. And that's why I think I'm so scared of this, because it's like, this could happen in school. Um, but he was, I think it was middle school he was in, and they also had like a, a Fargus-like bully. And he was walking with his friend down the hall, like in the middle of class or whatever, to go to the bathroom. And the bully rounded the corner and saw them. And my dad took off running, but he captured the other kid he was, my dad was with. And my dad turned around and the bully had pinned him and had his knees like on his shoulder on the ground Whoa. and said, open your mouth. Uh, what? <laughs> his mouth, and he hawked the loogie right into oh, And I gosh. always think about that. Always think about that. That is so gross, but that is the epitome of bullying. Like, holy yeah. shit. 
I know. God, well, that I don't suck. feel like it's, I mean, not to speak for everybody, but I do feel like that type of bullying was very much of our parents' generation. Like, I yeah. don't think that type of bullying happens now. No, like, it's now very it's much cyberbullying. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's much, like, yeah, much worse <laughs> almost. Yeah. I'm going to bully your psyche. <laughs> yeah, you can have years and years of therapy. So, yeah. Enjoy. I don't really have to bully you because I'm going to make it so you hate yourself. And therefore, it's like self-bullying. <laughs> that's, that's the, bullying the technique that these days, giving. I think. That's, ugh, that's yeah. awful. Man, yeah. And that's. Uh, I feel like in this movie, too, it's like Chekhov's bully. Like, we keep seeing that they're chased. We're like, all right, something's got to happen with this kid. And it eventually pay- pays off when he gets his ass kicked. That was very cathartic. Yeah. I, I, I do think it's funny that... Uh, maybe even a few days after Ralphie literally snaps and beats the shit out of a kid, they decide now's a good time to give him a gun. Uh, <laughs> that's it, boy. That's good parenting. I've never put that together. <laughs> Another scary foreshadowing into today's political climate with school shooting. So yeah, go figure. Uh, yeah, yeah. A lot of school shooters quoting this movie as their their source of inspiration. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm not even going to go down that road. No, too dark. Uh, uh. <laughs> I do think it was sweet though, with um, the conclusion of kind of that fight where he was so sad that, you know, obviously the mom was going to tell his dad what happened. And then it like flashes to his little brother in the cabinet, like just sobbing as well. Being like, dad's going to kill Ralph. <laughs> I love that. And line. I will say, I love the mom just like gives him a glass of milk and I was like, okay, see you later. And like closes the cabinet back up and, I don't know. The fact that she didn't tell her dad was so, or tell their dad was so nice. I thought. Well, she she did though, but the dad almost didn't really care. Like I don't know. I, I, I understand that the point was supposed it. to be um, she she massaged it right. Yeah, yeah. she like quickly just, oh, you moved know how past boys it. Are. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I really like that. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. the little brother isn't like, oh, he's going to be grounded. It's the dad is going to kill him. <laughs> is gonna kill ralphie yeah god i think favorite characters are the dad and the little brother because he is hilarious too where he just yeah. he dressed up he can't move put his arms down and the the scene never uh, ceases to make me laugh like yeah him falling in the snow and just be like i can't get up i can't get up he looked dumb thick yeah 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 <laughs> just like waddling like as walking down the sidewalk yeah that scene always I also me. ingrained in my brain is the scene where you know how like he just like won't eat on his own or whatever mm-hmm. when the mom was like pretend like how do the little piggies eat and yeah. him like talking mm-hmm. in that food is also such a scary visual to me as well because it reminds me of um oh what's the Matilda with the chocolate cake kid and he has oh. like I don't know why. Now talk about is, a horror movie. Yes, I think I relate those two instances, and it's so troubling to me. It is so funny. That that's a great comparison. Oh man, that that scene of Matilda is literally nightmare worthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that the little brother, I don't, what's his name? Uh, Randy. Randy. He's making the oinking noises, noises, and everything. It's just, <laughs> yeah. I, there's a. I, I think my mom or my sister like hates that scene because it's it's just too gross sounding. I don't know. It's so gross. But then it's like he carries that food on his face because then it goes right into the leg lamp part of the movie too. And the whole time that's happening, his face is plastered with like cranberry sauce and mashed potatoes. <laughs> 
Ah, I love it. The, another scene that always makes me laugh, and it's such such a like dumb joke. But when they're unwrapping gifts, um, and the the mom has gotten the dad a bowling ball as a Christmas present, and she goes to give it to him, but drops it into his lap. And he clearly is like hurt by it and goes, thanks a lot. And like his voice gets really high. It's like, it's a very dumb joke, but it always makes me laugh. But my favorite scene is when they're decorating the tree and the dad's got the, like the giant, like C9 or whatever bulbs on the tree. Cause it's the thirties and, mm-hmm. and he's putting it up and he's like, Oh yeah, the green ones are out. And the wife's down below. And she's like, no, it's the blue ones. He's like, I'm not colorblind. She's like, I'm not either. <laughs> yeah, I, and then I he, love he that. fixes it and he's like, Oh, see, I told you it was the green ones. And, it was the blue ones that lit up and I don't know. That is the best part. I yeah. Very much dad behavior of like, I'm not wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> so I'm not, like, wrong. not colorblind either. What I are you talking about? Literally is colorblind. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He's great. He, mm-hmm. I think he carries the movie. I, I'd would rather have him be in more scenes. Flashbacks to like his childhood of Christmas. Did you guys that know they mad. made a second one of these? I just discovered I that today. That. I did as well because I was Googling. I was like, okay, I don't even know where to watch this movie. That's not like TNT. Mm-hmm. And I saw that. I don't even know what it could be. I actually, well, I guess I'm on the computer. I, I'm going to look up a Christmas story, Joe. Hey, how about you not? Because we're going to do trivia in a second. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, I mean, do you guys want to do trivia? That's a great segue. We got yeah, a bunch of, I got a bunch of stuff to talk let's about with this. So let, let's do it. It's time for... That's right. For new listeners, this is the trivia portion of our show where we pit our guests and CJ head to head to see who knows the most about what we watched. Olivia, CJ, are you two ready? Yes. Ready. Okay. Let's start with that question. How many sequels were made of this movie? Ooh. The fact that you're asking makes me think it's like a trick. Is there more than one? I'm going to say just the one. One I'm also going to say the one. No, there are three sequels. Can you Wait, believe three it? sequels or two sequels, three movies total? Three sequels, four movies total. Whoa! Yes, but only one of the sequels is Christmas related. So what? I don't know if, do you know like the backstory of this movie or like where its source material is from or anything? I know it's like like by some authors, like short stories or like his like yeah. personal. Yeah. Yeah. He's like a series of books and they're just about, I think either, I don't even know if they're fictional or about his real life, but. Anyway, yeah, so A Christmas Story was just pulled for, from part of that, mm-hmm. but they made other movies based on other parts of those books as well. So one of them, the next one that came out is called <laughs> Ollie Hopnoodle's Haven of Bliss. What? Not Christmas related at all. I think it's about 14-year-old Ralphie getting a car or something. Uh, the next what one is- Teen-year-olds are getting cars? <laughs> I, I, I it's a different time back then. <laughs> Uh, next one is It Runs in the Family, or also known as My Summer Story. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, that one stored, starred Kieran Culkin as Ralphie, which was kind of interesting. Oh, nice. Um, and then A Christmas Story 2 came out as well. So Christmas Story 2 was the last one? Yeah. They made two other... Weird. I think A Christmas Story 2 ignores the other movies. Got it. Yeah. Not that it, it probably doesn't even matter at all, but I haven't seen any of them. Have, have you guys seen Christmas Story 2? No. 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 I'm sure it's bad, right? Well, now I'll watch it after. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, is it even worth, like, I'm curious, but uh, it can't be as good as the first one, right? Like, sequels rarely are, especially like this one. 
I can't imagine. I mean, the no, fact that so CJ, you and I both learned about it as of this morning, I yeah. can't imagine it's good. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I don't think I'll be watching that. No. Uh, all right, next question. So we were talking about how much we love the dad in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was played by Darren McGavin. But before Darren McGavin was cast, what other famous actor was interested in playing Ralphie's dad? This is multiple choice. Was it A, Billy Crystal, B, Jack Whoa. Nicholson, C, Nicolas Cage, or D, James Caan? I would kill to see a Nicolas Cage Christmas story. <laughs> Just the most unhinged dad. <laughs> wow. That would have been a war. <laughs> that would have been it. Him <laughs> in the furnace scene? Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to say Billy Crystal. He seems very fitting. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson is correct. Wow. Jack Nicholson would definitely put this into horror territory, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely could be imposing. I don't yeah. know if you'd be... He's, he's funny, but not in like the way I think this movie intends it to be. <laughs> no. No, because all of the, the heartwarming scenes with the dad, I don't think would not have gone over well with Jack Nicholson. No, I think that feeling of dread would have stuck around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Next question. So Ralphie mentions that he wants... Everyone say with me a red rider, red rider, BB gun. Two Yeah, it's like with a, eight and words. a compass and a stock and this thing that tells time. <laughs> uh, how many times has Ralphie mentioned that he wants a red rider BB gun throughout Ooh. the movie? Oh wow. Are we going prices right rules? Yeah, just closest is fine. It's gotta be up there. It's twelve. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go sixteen. 16 is closer, but it's 28 times. Wow. Whoa. I wasn't he really, he really wants it. Yeah. He really wants it. Yeah, I that. Dang. All right. Uh, Peter Billingsley, who played Ralphie, hasn't done much acting work since this movie. He's done a couple other things, but nothing major. Uh, but he did show up in what other big Christmas movie from the 2000s? Olivia knows, so CJ goes first. Yeah, no, I also know. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. You want to say it together? Yeah. The- Three, two, one. Elf. elf. That's correct. Yeah, he played Ming the Elf and Elf, which I didn't realize until I was putting this together. But I saw the picture and I'm like, oh crap, that is him, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it looks, exactly looks like him. Literally, just like an age progression. Like right. you know, when little kids go missing, and it always never looks like a really formed human being. Sadly, that's, that's Ralphie. That's him. Yeah, yeah. Exactly like him. I saw he also he plays a like scientist in uh, two Marvel movies. But they they give him a like balding haircut where it's like that horseshoe where it's like hair around and then bald on top. But it is so obviously just like they just shaved the top of his head to make him bald. Like it looks like he did it himself, which is a weird choice. But yeah, he's in Marvel movies. So because he wasn't acting as much, he did a lot of behind the scenes work. And he was actually executive producer on Iron Man. Yeah. He's in Iron Man as well, yeah. Okay. Iron Man and one of the Spider-Mans. Okay, that's crazy. Yeah. All right. (laughs) This is a fun one. Which one of the kids in this film later went on to work in the adult film industry? (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) CJ and I both were like, just how we were. Yeah, I got this. (laughs) Huh. Which of the kids you said? Correct. Okay. Wow. 
I hope it's the the like bully's sidekick, whatever that guy's name was. <laughs> the little guy. The yeah. short, yeah, the short bully. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna pick. Um, I'm gonna say the pole liquor for obvious reasons. <laughs> hey, flick is correct. Yes, the pole liquor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dang. I don't know. I don't know if he ended up doing that kind of porn or not, but but I really hope so. Did he have a stage uh, name? I don't know how much you look into this. <laughs> nope, did not look into it more than that. So. <laughs> Shame. Yeah. What's the score, CJ? I'm being crushed. It's four to one. Okay, all right. This is definitely the last question then. What is the Rotten Tomatoes Tomatometer score in percentage, closest without going over? For those who don't know, this is the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Olivia, since you were in the lead, you'll go first. Okay, I'm going to just go uh, 93. Okay. That's a good call. Yeah, this is a classic. It literally is played for 24 hours straight on TBS each year. <laughs> Dang, do I go above that? Yeah, let's do 94. Whoa. Okay, you're both over. No. But not by my... 89% is pretty good. Okay. okay. That's close. That's dang. Pretty, pretty dang good. But yeah, I think that makes Olivia our winner, though. <laughs> Congratulations. How does it feel? Honestly, really good. I've already updated my LinkedIn profile. <laughs> That's good. Thank you. Speech. Speech. <laughs> you trust me, you don't want that. There will be tears. Oh, no. We don't <laughs> from we us, want to bring right? it down. You yeah. Like, yeah. From <laughs> us listening to this. <laughs> uh, what do y'all think the audience score was in Rotten Tomatoes? Audience has got to be in the 90s, I would hope. Okay. I'll say audience is a 94. Okay. I'll do 92. Okay, you both are over again, but it's wow. it's pretty much in line with the critics. Eighty eight percent. Ah, it's still really high. Yeah, that is really high. It's hard for a lot of people to agree on stuff. I think <laughs> so. Uh, Meg does not like this movie, wow. uh, and I think it's because it's just overplayed. Oh, like it's it's on all the time, which I totally mm-hmm. get. Yeah, but I hadn't seen it in several years, and I watched it again, and I genu- I was laughing like a yeah. Lot. I thought I thought it was going to be like oh fuck like this movie like there's no plot really. But uh, the jokes are like really, really good. So yeah, it's so good. And I think this is like my first time watching it in like many years as well, where I watch it like from start to beginning. It's not like I'm tuning in throughout like Christmas Day, where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's this part. Like I feel like I've just have watched it non sequentially for so many years. Yeah. Um. So it's really nice to see it from start to finish. Well, I think the fact that, you know, there is no plot kind of lends it to work in that 24-hour TV mm-hmm. mode setting, right? Where you can pop in and just see little snippets of the Christmas season for Ralphie. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And especially I, sense. if he, he mentions what he wants 28 times, you really aren't missing anything. <laughs> right. The plot is reiterated over yeah. and over. Uh, yeah. It's a classic in my book. I, yeah. I watched it today. And yeah, also, I watch it every year and I still laugh. Mm-hmm. I think it definitely holds up. Yeah, it's definitely. so good. We didn't even talk about the bunny costume, the iconic yes. bunny costume. Just the look of defeat on his face when he comes down the stairs in that. <laughs> it's insane. I actually, so, um, fun fact, I'm from Cleveland, if it has not been stated. Um, but they did, a, like, a, some of the filming in Cleveland, even though the film, I think, takes place, like, Indiana or, like, outside of Chicago. Um, so the house is in Cleveland, and you can, like, go and tour it. So we went and did that, I think, in, like, oh, nice. 2019. Cool. And um, they have this giant blow-up of him, like, in the bunny suit. <laughs> and the way it's tethered is 
there are two like big black strings that come out right from like where his nipples would be. So it looks like it's like a BDSM bunny and it's so fantastic. Oh God. That's awesome that they've turned it into like a tourist attraction. I would do that. Yeah. I was reading. It's like, it's a museum basically. Right. Yeah. So you can walk through it. um, And they have like the leg lamp, obviously. And there's not like, it's not like super furnished furnished because so many people walk through it. And then upstairs, there are actually like two rooms that you can like rent out with your family and like stay overnight in the Christmas story house. So when we toured it, it was kind of like early in the morning. And we were like one of the first couple of people to go through the house. And we kept finding these little pieces of paper where it was like, text me. And it like had the number or whatever. And we kept finding them. So we had my brothers like text them like, something funny and then um they texted back we're like meet us upstairs we were like okay what is this so we meet them upstairs and it's like these two little girls like in their pajamas who had like stolen their parents phones and we're like just having random people text them <laughs> and that was it that was my so as soon as i saw me and then my dad and two brothers were like grown men walking up the stairs they were so panicked and like ran and we were like why is this? <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't think that through. They thought some kids were going to I know. Yeah. I was like, sorry. Um, but yeah, the tour, recommend it completely. Shout out to cool. Tremont. <laughs> that's really cool that you went too. That's that's really cool. Yeah, awesome. it's fun. Yeah, then they filmed like the, uh, I think like when they go to the Christmas parade before they see Santa, that's like downtown Cleveland. So that's like always fun to see. Hmm. Nice. We were at the party Ken and I were at yesterday. It got brought up that you can do the same thing for the Home Alone house. Right. Another fun holiday. I just love going to see houses, I guess. But every year we go and drive by it. And I saw that this is like one of the first years that they're like renting it out because it has been like just privately owned. And they have all these trees. Have you guys been? Like driven by it at all? No. They have like these giant massive trees like strategically placed in front of the house. You can't really like take photos of it, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks. And at least when I went, I haven't been like during COVID at all. But there were all these signs. It was like, do not stop in front of our house. Like this mm-hmm. is private property, like all this stuff. So it's I nice mean, that you can now finally go and celebrate the house. Yeah, that's that's definitely better. I mean, I, I totally get wanting to buy like a famous house, but at the same time, you need to know what you're getting into. Right. Like, obviously, yeah. people are going to want to come and take pictures of it. It's effectively like a landmark at that point. Completely. Yeah. I really agree. Now I'm not, now I'm just going to talk about houses that I've seen. But this fall, we went to a friend and I went to Washington, and we went up like by Forks for all the Twilight stuff. And so uh, they kept saying there were like some signs. Was like, come see Bella Swan's house. We were like, okay, we're going to go see Bella Swan's house. And we drive by it, and it just is this random white house that claimed to be Bella's house. It's not the house they used like in the movies or anything. I was like, why would you encourage people to come and just stare at your house? If that makes sense, like that sounds like my personal hell yeah yeah there wait and but it's not the actual house absolutely no significance other than it was a white house claiming to be her house with like cardboard cutouts in the window that's really (laughs) really funny (laughs) (laughs) we go for it tricking people that's so weird Mm -hmm. yeah is there any like monetary gain they would have gotten from any of that or no it's not like you know how like uh those lights that like deck themselves out and like holiday lights or whatever. They have like yeah. those little tip boxes, not even something like that. Nothing. They gained nothing. Bizarre. From us. I know. Yeah. 
That's so weird. Yeah, because I don't even understand the houses that have, like, entire floor-to-ceiling windows, like, right up front that you can, like, peer into their house from the mm-hmm. sidewalk. I don't understand that. So the fact that these people are, like, inviting people, like, come check out our house for no reason. That has no significance to the thing. I know. The only benefit of having those scary Florida window or floor-to-ceiling windows would be an extra big leg lamp in the window to show off. <laughs> yes, there we go. Big, like, 10-foot one. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm sure that, that That's them. a major award, you know? <laughs> that's a major award. I think I've seen that some some town constructed a, like, 100-foot leg lamp. <laughs> and that was their, like, claim to fame. I would love to see that. Yeah. Fragile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's, like, these little, like, dumb jokes, but they're funny. Like, I don't, like... Yeah. <laughs> the whole movie is very quotable. Very quotable. Do you guys think the mom knocked it over on purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hundred <laughs> percent. I hope she did. If not, yeah, I lost exactly. a little bit of respect for her. You played it off really well. <laughs> yeah. I love. Yeah. The dad instantly. You did this. You you purposely used all the glue. purpose. Yeah. I love that she had that response like ready to go. He was like, "Where's the glue?" And she's like, "We're out." <laughs> like, <"We're, laughs> like, got you. <laughs> well, we know that the mom didn't like that leg lamp, but let's talk about whether or not we liked this movie because it's time for ratings. Ratings. Ratings on a scale of one to ten, Olivia. What would you rate a Christmas story for you? Yeah, for me, I think I'm gonna have to go. I'm going to go 10 out of 10. I think it's nostalgic. I think it covers... (laughs) And I think I'm basing it purely as like a holiday movie. Like I do feel you have to watch it this every year. Uh Um, You have no option but to watch it every year because it's once, as we said, always on. Um, And it is. It's nice. It's fun. It has its quips. It's light. I love it. Dang. Wow. Nice. You want me to go? I'll go. No silence. <laughs> I'm wondering. I'm I'm thinking in my head of like I wonder what Ken is going to give this because if it's a low score he should go, but then but I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I can't that's, tell. That's why I said I'd go. Yeah. Um, okay. So <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. Like uh, it's just not a ten out of ten for me, but it it is a really good movie, and I really enjoyed watching it. I thought I like I said earlier, I thought I was going to just be fine with it, but it, it had been so long since I'd seen it that maybe that's why it hit more. I don't know, but it it definitely, there were several parts where I was like, yes, this is really, really good. Having that said it, because there is no overarching plot or, or really any stakes at all of anything. um, I was on my phone for a little bit, so I have to deduct a point, but it's still a really good movie for Christmas. So nine out of 10 for me. Nice. What's the highest I've ever gotten Ken to write? <laughs> you did it! Yay! I, I literally made Olivia's jaw drop. Awesome. Wow. All right, CJ. Take us home. For me, I I do watch this every year. Uh, I love that it is played 24-7. I still laughed at parts, uh, re-watching it for the thousandth time today. So I think it is also a 10. Sorry for fucking up the perfect uh, sweep. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I like, 
I really enjoy it. I like that you can just like tune in whenever and be like, oh, this this other good part is about to come up. Like I like that. There's so many like quotes. I love the characters. Uh, I don't know if you guys noticed the dad is just credited as the old man. Like he doesn't have a name. Uh, but yeah, it's I watch it every year. It's great. I love it. Thanks. Aww. So when are we going to tour the house, you guys? Yeah, I would love oh, to. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Nice, like, five-hour drive. To yeah, it's totally house. worth it for, for Easy. Yeah. Well, if we're going to do that, we need to stay over in the house, though, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. In those, like, for, like, in the mom and dad's friends. separate twin beds that they had. Aww. <laughs> Complimentary soap. <laughs> yeah. Great. That's what's for <laughs> Sorry. I know we're wrapping up. But when I was little, I used that soap poison line on my mom one night and oh my <laughs> god did it kill her <laughs> and that was one of my proudest moments <laughs> she had, like sent me to bed for doing something bad and i think she like yelled at me like probably more than she should have and then she came in to like check on me in the middle of the night because she felt guilty and she like came in and i felt her like sit next to me in bed and like put my head or whatever and, like give me a kiss and i dropped that sweet sweet line and oh man had a <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, another one of my favorite parts where Ralphie blames his friend and he says oh. he, he learned the F word from his friend and <laughs> Ralphie's mom calls the mom and, and tells him like, he said he learned it from you. What? What? You just hear the kid getting beat over the phone. It's what so I horrific. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love just, that. The shriek the mom makes each time like kills me. The other part of that that I love is like he specifically says like I heard my dad say that like ten times a day. Yeah, Um, and then she calls up and she's like, "Where do you think he heard that from?" And the mom's like, "Well, probably from his father." Yeah, (laughs) just instantly is like it's definitely (laughs) you're married to him. Surely you know this from yeah. (laughs) Well, Olivia, thank you for joining us. Uh, This was a pleasure. Do you have anything you want to plug at the end here? Um, ooh, nothing to plug, not even on Twitter these days. You can follow me on Letterboxd. I don't know what my name is. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> I do really like your Letterboxd reviews. I, I make sure anytime I go to like check in a movie and I see it, that you've rated it, I, I make sure to read them. They're, they're great. Oh, wow. Thank you, Siege. All right, CJ, what do we got? You can follow us on all the things that Overtalk About. Uh, email us overtalkabout at gmail.com. Go to our website, overtalkingabout.party. Use that search bar if you want to check out other episodes that Olivia's been in. Type in Olivia. You'll find all those episodes. Uh, they're classics. Ken hates all their, of her picks. They're great. Uh, it's not just me. Come on. Don't throw me under the bus. <laughs> I don't know, CJ has not been forefront about hating my picks. <laughs> I mean, I, th- I thought the ratings were, were self-evident uh, for, for those, but... <laughs> Uh, just moving past that is definitely only Ken. Uh, <laughs> Caller Texas at USA Cat 1591. Oh no, they're here. Oh, the horror of all the Yuletide. It's, it's the overtalking overlords. That's right. They have they've shown up dressed in all green and red and Christmas lights powered by some invisible batteries. Um, and they're here to remind you, remind you, if you like the show, please go on iTunes and rate and especially review. Reviews are what help people find this podcast. Also, we spend enough money in advertising. So if you like the show, please tell a friend and spread the word. We'd really, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, and they're gone. Wow. They're gone. Perfectly oh. timed. 
They left a little gift, though. A little present. Oh, what'd you get? Let's let's open it up. You see yellows <laughs> when I do this. Oh, it's just shit. It's just shit. <laughs> Great. Gotcha! <laughs> oh, no, it's fudge. It's fudge. Oh, it's fudge. Yeah, it's that's fudge. not shit. It's fudge. It's fudge. Good point. <laughs> and as we always say... You'll shoot your eye out. My. Wow. Good job, you guys. (laughs) This episode of the Overtalking Podcast was edited and produced by Ken and CJ. Special guest this week was Olivia Cody. Music by Justin Peters and logo by Nate Richards. Check out Nate's work on Instagram at Nate Richards Designs.